0: Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's message of the week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Just going to do a little introduction, then we're going to watch a video and then I'm going to invite our good friend Claire up, just letting you know what's happening. Um, We began this morning uh, at 10.30 with a lot of people here Just worth noting. And we began with Psalm 47, which is a prophetic psalm. The sons of Korah, who wrote it, the ancient boy band, they did not live in a time where it was true. They wrote it, they sang it, they didn't see it. They hoped for it, they longed for it. The Spirit of God revealed it to them as God's intention, but they hadn't seen it. We've seen something more of it, but there is still more to come. And there's another passage much like this in Isaiah chapter 2. Again, Isaiah had not seen this happen in his day, but he longed for it by the Spirit of God. Um, There's not a slide for this, Tim. Let me read it for us. Isaiah chapter 2, you may be familiar. It says, In the last days the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and he'll settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So, a a passage that again resonates with us combining Remembrance Sunday and Nations Sunday this year. That picture is all nations come and peace flows from God. Righteousness and justice are the result. Who doesn't want a world of righteousness and justice? Friends, Nation Sunday is not just us trying to collect as many nations in a room as possible, though that is a lot of fun. And will be even more fun afterwards at the party when you get to taste food from other nations too. Now, Nation Sunday at Hope is a celebration of the fact that the good news of Jesus Christ and his victory is for every man, woman and child in every nation, tribe, people and language on the face of planet Earth. That's what we're celebrating this morning. There's no square inch of the globe's surface that can remain untouched by the goodness and the power and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Everything, everything will be made new when he returns. Hallelujah. Hope for the nations is etched into every believer's heart. And for some of you, that's what's going to happen this morning. When I lived in Leeds, we're talking quite a scarily long time ago now, I led a midweek group in which we had pretty much as many nations as we had people. It was probably the best midweek group I've ever been in in my life. No offence to anyone who's been in one with me in this church. Um, I led with a lady from Poland who was without a doubt the most gifted gatherer of people I have ever met. We had an incredible Indian evangelist in our group. every single week pretty much he would turn up with an extra person that we didn't know that he had met on his walk to the group. (laughs) Serious. We had an Indonesian lady who was gentle and kind in a way I've never experienced before. We had a Chinese man who was entrepreneurial to a fault Pretty sure he started six or seven different things in the time he was with us, had all sorts of ideas for things when he got back to China. We had two Nigerian ladies who were the life and soul of the group. They once recorded our group's time of worship and then played it back to us, laughing so hard there were tears in their eyes because my singing was so bad. Bless them, Lord. We had a Malaysian lady, a couple of Americans. We had another Indian man who would strum three chords, the same three chords on guitar. He would sing, I love you, Jesus. And the presence of God would fill the room in a way I've never experienced anywhere else. It was unbelievable. It was, quite frankly, an amazing group. And it marked me. Marked me for the rest of my life that the message of Jesus is not our message, British people. We know a small part of how this works, and we need the diversity of every nation to truly understand our God, who is the God of every nation. One of the standout things for me from that group was that pretty much all of them were present in the UK to study masters or doctorates, and they had all been sponsored by their government or a business But they hadn't come for a good education. They didn't want the certificate necessarily. It was just a means to an end. The end in each of their hearts was that they wanted to go back to their nation. They liked Britain but not enough to stay. And they wanted to go back not just to get a new job or help their family. Each and every one of them wanted to see their nation changed. They were with us to learn to go back and to see their nation transformed. They had schemes and visions of seeing people moved out of poverty. They wanted to see their nations rid of injustice and corruption. They wanted to see whole countries of millions of people vibrant with the righteousness, peace and the goodness that comes with the kingdom of God. And it ruined me because I did not care about that nearly as much as them. Much like as we prayed this morning, And people stood here with tears in their eyes, praying for their nations. As we gather and as we pray for the nations, it should stir us to care and long for the places that God has positioned us and called us to. It does something inside of us. Being in that group did something inside of me. And my prayer for this morning is not just that we would see many children in Michael's Compassion Centre in Ghana sponsored, but that each of us would be marked in a way that we never recover from. With a desire to see nations affected by the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, friends at Hope Church, we don't just celebrate Nation Sunday because it's fun, though it is. We celebrate Nation Sunday because we're declaring that what Jesus has done will touch every nation, will transform every nation, and we want to be part of it. Our hearts are full of hope and longing to see it happen. Not just churches full in these nations. But cultures redeemed, enemies reconciled, injustice ended, governments influenced and countless communities transformed by the grace of God. And one of our favourite organisations to partner with to this end is Compassion. And we have done for many years, we'll talk about the journey a little bit in a moment when Claire comes up. Compassion are fantastic, I'm thrilled she's with us this morning. And so we're going to watch a very quick video and then I'd love us to put our hands together and welcome Claire up, and I'm gonna interview her here. Is that okay? Get comfy in your seats and watch this short video.
0: Most of these children grow up in a place where, you know, they're never taught to dream. Their parents are struggling to provide just a meal for the day. How do you tell a child that there's a future for you when you can barely give them little basics? Most children who come from that kind of background, they truly have no hope. Compassion comes in as a change.
2: Compassion partners only with the church. The community, they know the church, they know the pastors. Compassion
3: came in this church to help our people. They're giving food to them, they're dressing them, they're giving money to send them to school. That is a great change
0: in this church. Through the sponsorship, Clay, she's able to truly have a glimpse of hope. Clay's sponsor truly uh, makes a difference in in her life. She has an opportunity now to know that she can dream, she can be somewhere, she can go to school.
2: When I see the testimonies, when I see the results, when I see the children that have been transformed from nothing to somebody, from hopelessness to joy, to fulfilment. Because of the ministry, their lives are transformed.
0: You're giving the local pastor an opportunity to change lives, and not just to change lives through school or through food, to teach the gospel, to truly, truly be the light in that community.
2: When we partner with the church, the program is very effective because the community, the local people, they own it, they appreciate it, that God has given the church that mandate to minister to children, to minister to people. The church is God's instrument that we have, that we are sure of, that we are confident in.
0: That's equipping the pastor and giving them the opportunity to go to the parents and say, we know it's hard, but we share Christ and we want you to be part of that. And I think that's the greatest important thing that you're giving to the local pastor to reach out to people that they would never have reached, but also an opportunity to further God's kingdom.
3: Compassion I've come to give us a support, to take us away from the poverty. The love you have given us, it has changed our life and our people.
1: Welcome, Claire. Thank you. Nice to be here. Claire, tell us something of the journey that we've been on together. About 10 years we've probably worked together, hope and compassion. How did it start from your perspective? Some of the highlights of that journey. Tell us about it.
4: Fantastic. Before I start, though, well, first of all, hello, everybody. (laughs) Has everybody heard of compassion before? Put your hand up if you've never heard of compassion just the odd one or two sorry when I say odd I don't mean odd (laughs) so compassion very very briefly so compassion is an international organization that works in 29 countries across the world to help churches in the poorest parts of those countries to reach out with the love of Jesus and help the very poorest children in those communities we're currently supporting more than 2.4 million children around the world so it's a fantastic thing but that's supported by loving people in churches here sponsoring children on a one-to-one basis now to answer your question yes if that's all right move your
1: microphone just slightly closer to your mouth
4: um yeah so hg1000 campaign was an initiative that started about 10 years ago by St Mark's Church in Harrogate and the the vet, then vicar, Guy Donegan Cross, many of you will know, and our lovely Michelle Hayes, who is here. Give us a wave, Ooh, Michelle.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> we love to embarrass Michelle.
4: Had, the, had a vision to see a 1,000 children sponsored across Harrogate just by people in this area. A 1,000 children. In human terms, I guess it wasn't possible to do, but... It was the vision, and, and uh, St Mark's believed it was a God-given vision to get uh, people and churches in Harrogate engaged in sponsoring children. And uh, your church then got involved in that. Thank we you did. very much. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're currently on. We're currently on. We'd like to know how many children are currently sponsored across uh, Harrogate area. We are currently on 1,205 children. Wow.
1: That's an incredible number.
4: And you may well recall, those of you who were here, that the thousandth child was sponsored probably about four years ago, five yes. years ago, oh. in Hope Church Harrogate. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> just, can I just add, put your hands up, put your hands up if you're sponsoring a compassion child here this morning. And just to say thank you so it's much, you know, you are, you are changing the lives of those children. And it was a great way, HG1000, it's not just this church, obviously, that got involved in it, but churches all across the HG region, Harrogate, Knaresborough, Pateley Bridge, Masson, where I live,
1: and it was a fantastic thing that you all did. Brilliant. And am I right <coughs> that that is a far greater density than everywhere else? That is true. In Propor- terms of sponsors?
4: Proportionally. People in the Harrogate area sponsor more children than anywhere else in the UK.
1: I mean, I'm not that competitive, as everyone will tell you, <laughs> but do you know, I love that You know, that well, start.
4: I love it. Whenever I go to meetings in, uh, in, in Compassion House down in Fleet, which is where Compassion UK's head office is, um, I love being part of the Harrogate area.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and so you're obviously very passionate about compassion. Uh, and you love God and you love His church. what is it? Watch the video, but what is it for you that makes you love, what compassion do so much, Claire?
4: You'd probably expect me to say something like, well, we get to see children released from poverty in, in, uh, in extreme poverty in Jesus' name. and you know these children are living in the most awful circumstances, and we get to be involved in lifting them out of extreme poverty, the fact that it works. Um, The fact that we get to do that changes our hearts as well. All those things are absolutely fantastic about compassion. But what I really love about it and how it's changed me and how it's changed my views is the fact that we, as, as people who are sponsoring individual children, we get to see the church in action. And we get to be the church in action. And actually, the church is the most powerful, powerful body of people to change the world. It's absolutely incredible. You know, people say we are God's plan A for changing the world today and the church is the hope of the world. And I think, do we believe that?
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, I used to think back in the day that the church meant somebody else. You know what I mean? You know, it's like the church and then there's me. But we, you and I, we are the church, just normal people like us. And I think sponsoring children enables us to kind of step into that yes. and be it. Can you just do me a favour and just say to the person sitting next to you, you are the hope of the world. And then, you, and then can you maybe get your finger out and point at them and say, you, you, you are the hope of the world. I mean I guess that's it. I guess it I guess it it's it's helped me as a as a as a Christian to actually step into the person that God calls me to be. So as well as helping children become everything that God intended them to be on the other side of the world it helps me to step into the role that he calls me as a Christian to to, to do what I'm meant to do. What about you Adam? What what does it has it impacted you in any way compassion?
1: Yeah, I think well the two things I love are one, it's working with local churches that are already established in a place. So people aren't parachuting in from outside and trying to start something completely detached from work that's already going on indigenously in a place. And I love that. Um, and I also love that it, it's not money goes in a black hole and you don't know what happens with it, but you get regular communication. It's not just the money that Compassion wants from people. It's you. It's your heart. It's your letter writing. It's your concern and compassion that doesn't just last a year or a one-off. But you know, if you start when the children enter a compassion project, you're doing it for 15 years, and you see them go all the way through. We've been sponsoring a little girl for probably since the first time you came. We've seen her go from like three all the way up to 11, and you see this girl growing. And I jest as the letters, not me. But you know, you, you experience that life. ...being impacted by being part of Compassion. It's not just over there somewhere, but you're involved. What do you really Would you
4: say it's impacted you as a church here?
1: Oh, undoubtedly so. I mean, you saw the number of hands that went up... ...and I think it's very difficult to give money consistently... ...month by month, to send your letters, to get the letters back... ...to, to hear about it periodically in church life... ...when we call you up and say, hey, come come join us... Yeah. ...and not be marked by the significance of what we're doing... ...which is seeing lives transformed in the name of Jesus... Forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is superb, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got any stories of that in particular that stand out for you from your involvement?
4: I mean, so many stories over the years. I guess um, just of lives transformed. And I've been to various countries where we work um, and met numerous children who were born into the absolute ditches of extreme poverty and have now gone on to do to do great things and. People that I know here who who work with um, people like BMS, Baptist Mission Society and Church Mission Society, independent from compassion, they will say to me, compassion is the one on the ground that's working. It really works, it really works. And uh, that's because we provide these children with a whole package of stuff that lifts them out of poverty. So all your practical and physical things like your food and your clothes and the chance to go to school. But also we teach them the gospel and teach them the love of Jesus. And it gives children hope beyond the circumstances that they're born into. So, yeah, any, any number of children that have come through that process. The one the one that sticks to my mind is, is a young man that I met from Uganda. And he's called Ronnie. And um, he was sponsored as a, as a little boy. And there's a, there a few things that he said to me that, that have really struck me um, when he tells his story. When he tells his story, he'll say, um, he'll say, he talks about poverty and he'll say that he was growing up. And he said something like, by that stage in my life, my father had left, but that's poverty. Like it's not a normal kind of thing for one of your parents just to up and off and leave the family because life is too hard. Mm Um, but anyway this young man he was um, he was registered in his local church compassion program and then he had a different future and the opportunity to have a different future but when he was told he was going to school and would have to get some some shoes they asked him for his shoe size and he didn't know what his shoe size was so they had to draw around his foot onto a piece of paper so that they could work out what his shoe size was this little kid and you can't imagine it can you here when we have so much here but this young man anyway he was sponsored by somebody i think it was in america and this lady in america wrote to him and said what do you want to be when you grow when you grow up and he said before i was registered in the program i used to watch the boys from the engineering school walk past their house in their nice smart uniforms and i always wanted to be one of those boys so i wrote back to my sponsor and i said I want to be an engineer when I grow up, and of course, that's what he became. Wow! And it's the fact that his sponsor asked him what he was dreaming of, but then because of her support, he was able to achieve those yes. dreams. You know what I mean? Um, so, just really impactful. Yes. But there's any number of stories like that. <laughs> but even if, even if, I mean, you guys, if you're sponsoring children, you will watch the development of your child. they'll tell you that they want to be a a, a doctor or a fireman or a football player, in case of most of the boys. Um, And you enable them to just... Even even if they never go on to be those things and they go on to do something entirely different, you enable them to dream of a better future
1: and a better life. Phenomenal. Yes, outstanding. In the story I was telling before of the group that we had in, in Leeds, the lady from Indonesia was a compassion child. And we didn't know. She'd, she'd never told it. And then one day we rocked up at church and it was a Compassion Sunday. And there she was at the front being interviewed by the, the pastor of the church about her experience with compassion. And she'd never mentioned it. But she was saying, the only reason I get to be here today is because somebody in the UK that she'd met whilst being a student now had sponsored her for 15 years to go through school, to have food, to have clothes. She hit her exams. She did so well. The government had sponsored her to come and do an MBA in the UK at Leeds University and she was wanting to go back and transform the nation in the, in the area of finance, I think. And you go, oh, this isn't just poor little child over there. This is a world changer who's been given the opportunity to exert influence in places that really need godly influence because somebody faithfully gave their money and invested in that compassion project. It's Amazing. Wonderful, yeah. isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. And it is so simple. I mean, it is so simple. This is the church at work. You a church somewhere across the world that has such need. And then people, like I say, people in churches here getting involved. Yes. Anyone would think this is how God intended it to
1: be, <laughs> wouldn't they? I think we're doing a very good sales pitch here, Claire. And um, <laughs> one area that we should probably therefore cover is, are, are there particular questions that people ask you about how compassion works that it, it's helpful to know the answer to? Like, maybe perhaps uh, objections they have or detailed things that you found really helpful for people to know.
4: I think the question that gets asked most often, um, and give me a nod if it's something that you're thinking here this morning, um, is, isn't it unfair on the children that don't get sponsored? Isn't it unfair? Um, And I actually had the opportunity to ask this of a young lady that I met from Rwanda. She was a a formerly sponsored child, and she's now gone on to do whatever she's now doing. I forget what she's doing. Um, But I said to her question we get asked most often in churches is isn't it unfair and she looked at me and she said you only get asked that question because you live in a society that doesn't share things <laughs> ouch and then she said um whenever i got anything from my compassion pro- project i took long strides to get home to share it with my family I'd got my pen and paper out, ready to write down what she'd said in answer to that question. I didn't need to write that (laughs) down. I'll I'll remember it for for the rest of my life. And, And basically, so how compassion works is literally on a need basis. So we register the neediest children in a community. And it's the church that approaches the neediest families. And the family selects the children, the child, that's going to be supported through the program. And through that child, the whole family Benefits and gets support, and it means that we can reach as many families as we can. As soon as that child is helped and has a sponsor, that money, the money that, um, that that Compassion has that would be keeping them in the program before they got a sponsor, gets used to bring in the next most needy child. So basically, it's literally need by need by need, and almost any organisation, almost whatever whatever charity you support, distinguishes in some way. Um, and can't reach everybody but our absolute desire is to do this on a need basis and reach as
1: many children as we possibly can. That's great, so helpful. Um, I've always loved compassion just for what compassion is but today we have the exciting connection which is not only is it compassion but there's a sister church of ours in part of the Christ Central family in Ghana that has started a compassion centre. So Michael who was on the video at the beginning with the flags we're going to show you another video in a minute, and he has more flags, because he loves flags. And uh, <coughs> they've started a compassion centre. I don't know if you've been and, and visited his centre. I've no, not it's, been.
4: it's in, in Ghana. yeah have um, never been to that part of Ghana. I've been to Ghana twice. Beautiful country. Phenomenal food. Um, but such poverty in, in, in certain parts of Ghana, yeah. Yeah, so they've opened the
1: centre. I think earlier this year, maybe late last year, they took in 200 children to begin with, and they're in the process now of getting sponsors for all those children We have 15 profiles from that centre today. So this isn't just any child anywhere is worth partnering with Compassion to Help. But this is also a a sister child from a church that we're connected to. And so we've got a short video of Michael um, just telling us a little bit about it. And then I've said, Claire, give us some details and then um, we'll pray, finish with a song uh, and People can come and see you if they'd like to sponsor children. How about that? So shall we move down? We can play the video from Michael, and then you can stand back up and share.
3: My name is Michael, and I lead City of Grace Church in Ho, and uh, making this video to say thank you to all of you for your generosity in giving us money to be able to raise an office space in our partnership with Compassion Ghana. At the moment, we've been able to register 205 children for this project. We've also finished the office building and the project has started. We are at the stage now where we have to look for sponsorship for the children. I want to appeal to you again that you will sponsor these children or find friends who will sponsor these children for us. We're so grateful that you have helped us. We've been able to start this project because of your generosity. So I ask that God will bless you. You will one day see those children and you'll be happy you contributed towards their uh, upliftment, because they are between three to six years and they'll be released from poverty after this 20 year project. They'll be taught God's word. They'll be helped to go to school. Their hospital needs to be cared for and physically to be care for as well. They become good citizens of society and do God's will as well. You are blessed and anytime I see these children, I ask that God bless you. So we appeal to you, help us the second stage to sponsor them. Thank you very much and God bless you.
4: Fantastic. Is there, is there a slide of the children that are, are waiting for sponsors? I don't know if you've got that. So, yeah, 15, 15 children here that are currently waiting for sponsors. I think it's towards the end of that little bundle. We're probably going to have to go through all of um, all of the songs as well. There you go. So, 15 children all waiting for sponsors. I've never seen a more beautiful-looking bunch of children, actually. I mean, they're beautiful, beautiful-looking children. And they're all dressed up for the photographs because they're all wearing clothes that have been borrowed so that they look nice on their photographs. Compassion is very concerned for the dignity of these children. We will never show impoverished, wasted-looking children. We show them to look the best as they can because God cares about our dignity and we care um, about, about their dignity. So they're all desperately needy children waiting for sponsors. Um, yeah, the great thing when you sponsor a child, because you're that child's only sponsor you get to be involved in that child's life and you change that child's life, guaranteed. As a church, when you link up maybe with a church on the other side of the world, as individuals, you change the life of the children, but together, you change a whole community and you start to invest in that community just as individuals doing the same thing together in the same place. But it's even more powerful for you guys to be able to partner with a Christ Central Church in Ho, in southeast Ghana, in the Voltaire region, one of of the poorest, poorest parts of Ghana. Something like 25% of people living in that that part of Ghana are living in extreme poverty. So your opportunity today, um, should you feel moved to do so, and please understand we don't pressure anybody to sponsor a child. This is absolutely 100% between you and God doesn't matter what i tell you to do rather ask you to do doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter what adam tells you to do but please do stop and have a think if god's putting it on your heart to change the life of one of these children today it costs 32 pounds a month to sponsor a child it's a fraction over a pound a day it's not a huge amount of, of money for us. But obviously we appreciate that some people might not be able to afford a pound a day. If you can't afford a pound a day, absolutely, you know, don't even think about sponsoring a child. But if you can afford a pound a day, maybe sacrifice something, give up something um, to free up a pound, to literally change the life of a, la- of a child living in extreme poverty, then you can do that today. I'm holding up this child here, Nicholas. He's four years old. He's uh, wearing a nice Ghanaian shirt there that's way too big for him. As I say, probably borrowed it from somebody else, but he's a real little boy living in real extreme poverty, complete and utter hopelessness, but you can change that story for him and enable him to go on and to dream of being an astronaut or a policeman or or a football player, whatever it might be. Just to give you a little bit of information about Nicholas, He lives with his aunt and his uncle. Uh, His parents clearly aren't on the scene. Um, He likes art and drawing and music. Real little boy. And um, you can choose to change his life today or one of the other children. Um, Come and speak to me and Pete um, after the end of the service. And it's the easiest thing in the world to, to change a child's life. You just sign up and... In the moment that you decide to change, to to sign up and sponsor one of these children, you change their life. And I believe you change their lives, not just for the here and now. I believe you change their lives for eternity. And uh, what a powerful thing that is to do for you. And I know things are hard for us at the moment. um, And I'm really challenged at the moment about my personal giving. But I really believe that the economic times that we're living in at the moment give us an opportunity to show whose economy we live by you know what I mean we live by a completely different economy from how the world gives and I personally think it's a great opportunity for me to show actually that isn't going to be stopped living out God's love and his word is not going to be stopped just because i'm finding it a little bit more difficult myself it's entirely up to you what you think about that but just to finish and say and say that in in proverbs 19 we read we read that it says he who is kind to the poor lends to the lord and god will reward them for what they've done do you think that god's reward to us when he pays us back and gives us interest on what we've given him do you think it's going to be less than we gave to him no of course it's not but bless you and thank you so much for all that you do thank you for even considering sponsoring one of these children this morning what an absolute joy and blessing it'll be as you get to partner with pastor michael's church in ho and see the amazing amazing thing that he and they and the whole church there is going to do as a result of your partnership thank you so much
1: The missing link, of course, is at the beginning of that video from Michael, he said, thank you for the money you've given, and we gave money to that center. You don't know that, because we just gave to a generic Christ Central offering this time last year. We gave £25,000 as a church, which was a significant amount, and a good portion of the Collected Together offering went to help them finish that building so that they could bring 200 children in and see their lives transformed and their community changed. We've been involved and today we have the opportunity to continue to be involved. Band, do you want to come back up, get ready to finish the final song? Shall we pray together as the band come back up for these 15 children and for that centre? Let's close our eyes and turn out our hearts to Jesus. Father, we're so thankful that you do call your people to join in with what you're doing on the face of the earth. Lord, what an honour to partner with you. And we pray for this centre, we pray for Michael and Mabel and all those who are part of City of Grace Church in Ho in Ghana. Lord, we pray your blessing upon them today as they gather. We pray your blessing on this centre and the education and the health and the hope that's being given to these children. And Lord, we pray that each and every one of them would encounter you for themselves. That this centre wouldn't make God smart children, but would make God connected children. Children who know you for themselves. The greatest transformation in life and we pray your blessing on the whole thing and that where we're moved by you this morning to to play our part would you help us to do so and respond and talk to claire and where actually you know our circumstances and it's not for us today we pray peace would rest and that there be no forced or guilt or manipulated giving pray come spirit of god move amongst us forging as a heart for the nation's a longing to see your name glorified in the world in Jesus name amen